The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, what's up, fellas? Notebook Wager in here. We got Maddie, we got Smitty, and myself, Q. What's going on, fellas? Ooh, a little hump day, college hoops, maybe shoot a little NFL talk at the end. Not much to report here from Western Pennsylvania. Beautiful day, though. Should have been out on the golf course. Yeah, we had wonderful weather here. Mid-60s, it was beautiful here. Sun. I'm just fuming uh, looking at the score of Minnesota. Patino, I hope you get fired. I hope they make you walk back to Minnesota tonight. (laughs) Hey, that has happened before. Lane Kiffin was left on the tarmac, so maybe they do let him walk. (laughs) (laughs) Lane Kiffin deserved to be left on the tarmac. Yes, he did. I'll tell you what, boys. uh, I know I touched on this Saturday when we did quick hits, but I'm pretty excited to get back on this weekday show with you. I missed last week, and, you know, you guys did a phenomenal job, but I feel like quick hits, we don't really get to talk with each other. And, you know, as much as we give um, advice out, you know, it, it's nice just to talk with the boys, you know, like I missed all last week. It's been two weeks. So I love getting these mid, you know, midweek shows in here and just talking with the fellas. Yeah, we're uh, we're in crunch time, too. We got uh, conference tourneys. Yes, we up, do. Right on the horizon. A little something to talk about. Yeah, we got lots of Yeah. We got some big teams streaking, some big teams uh, really uh, crapping the bed to put it nicely right now. So yeah, we well, had some we had some early action today, eleven a.m. It's always nice to have that eleven a.m. game, kind of keep you go through, even if it's a really St. Joe's and uh, LaSalle. LaSalle. Hey, but I'll Saint, tell you what, St. Joe's. But hey, St. Joe's is playing well right now. I think they won yeah. four or five in a row. I was just getting ready to say that. You know, don't count them out. Um, so they advance and then, um, the other team to advance. So George Washington played Fordham. Uh, One by about they, three. Yeah. They beat them. Uh, spread think, was minus seven. Yep. Yep. I think they won by four, 52, 48 or 53, 48, something like yeah, that. Very low scoring. Uh, Did you, so, so you had that start. Did you guys, so I sent it to you. I had, I had action on, Man, what a crazy night in the horizon last night. Oh. In the right state. So I had Milwaukee in a teaser with Cleveland State. And I had Milwaukee up to, I think it was 18 and a half. And they were down by like 22, 23 with like eight minutes. And, I, you know, I was like, man, I don't even know if I'm going to get the teaser in this. They won the game. Yeah. Uh, crazy. There was a triple overtime game last night. That was Cleveland State. So, you know what's so funny? So they come back and they Wright State blows that, which maybe is one of the worst defeats I've ever seen in my life. And then you had Cleveland State. They're blowing it. So they, that, yeah, that goes into double OT. And I'm like, okay, I need Cleveland State minus three. And they were down by like three points with like six seconds and they fouled them. I'm like, well, this one's over. So I even tweeted out, man, bad night. OT's killing me. I flipped the game back on and it's in triple OT. And then luckily they covered by 
four points. So that was a teaser winner, but unbelievable. Both top teams in that conference could have lost and been knocked out. But so, yeah, I got a question for you going back to St. Joe's. If you were in college right now and the St. Joe's mascot pulled up lame, could you step in and do his job for the whole game? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> So what is that? I know he flaps the wings. He just does the the up and arm like he's flapping his wings for the entire game, no time off. Yeah, that's wouldn't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah, and it's got to be a little bit of like wind resistance because he's got those wings on and everything. So it's a pretty impressive job. His biceps have to be massive. I was at a Penn State game one time and they played them, and I you know the mascot was like right there doing it. And I know some other mascots have gone over and try to like stop him doing it, and they've gotten like fights. <laughs> they defend the territory, defend the nest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Let's kind of talk about you know. Let's stay in the A10 here because it is the uh, I would say the major tournament you know in play right now out of the two. Um, so there is an interesting uh, team, right? So they play tomorrow. They had a bye um, for the first round. So. Richmond, are they a lock for the NCAA tournament? No. I, I don't I, think so. I'm not impressed by Richmond. I agree. I just, you know, I wanted your your take. I know they came out hot. You know, obviously the Kentucky win means nothing at this point. Uh, now, I will say Kentucky is probably still better than half of the A-10. So, you know, you kind of have to factor that in. But uh, I think they really need to make a run here. Um, at least need to win one game and they're in. Um, I think a lot of teams mid-major wise have an opportunity to get into the tournament this year because a lot of blue bloods are doing really bad this year. Uh, it's just been down records overall. Um, they say there's only one to two teams coming out of A10, but I think you could see three to four to be honest. So Q, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of set like a. Uh a gauge here. I said for a couple weeks now, I think the magic number this year, typically it's 20 in a normal year. This year, I think it's 15. So Richmond right now is sitting at 13 and seven. They definitely have to win two games. They need another signature win. I mean, you got St. Bonnie probably in VCU probably in, and then you're going to take some pop shots with Davidson, St. Louis, Dayton and Richmond are the next four. I, I actually am probably, probably going to agree with the pundits. I think only two are going to get in. I, now, I, I agree. I think it's only two. And St. Bonaventure had a really bad loss their last game. Yeah. Um, that was that was a tough game. They did not did not play well, watched a lot of that game. St. Bonaventure, really good defense. Some, I mean, they can score, but, I mean, at times they can mm. kind of – well, they're not a high scoring, but they can put some points on. Not a very high scoring. Defense is more their thing. VCU, very young team. I think they're in also. I think, you know, again, if one of those teams would get knocked off in their first game, it could be nail-biting time, in my opinion, if one yeah, of those teams lose that. I'll, I'll tell you who I like in that conference, looking at the bracket. So I really like – I like St. Louis. I like St. Louis. They're going to get the winner of the St. Joe's UMass game. Um, they would play Thursday. And I just think they, if they would match up against St. Bonaventure, they could maybe beat them and get into the finals and play. I, I'd keep an eye on St. Louis in that conference. 
so that's like your conference 20 winner if you want to take a little bit of a flyer in that yes okay yeah i i like that pick i'm actually going to go a little deeper i'm probably going to lean towards dayton getting getting a little run here they're uh they were tested last year they're really the only team in this whole uh conference that has any really NCAA experience. I think I think I might take a little look, see about a little pizza money on the on the Flyers. And I'll tell you, if you I I did not know the line. I looked at it. They play Rhode Island tomorrow afternoon, I think a three o'clock or four o'clock tip. And I know Stanford Steve on Daily Wager, I think, is going for eleven in a row best bets. And I didn't know the line, but he gave it out at minus three. For the Flyers tomorrow, really like that one. I think yep. they beat Rhode Island by more yeah. than tomorrow. Keep an eye on that. Jump on that maybe that one early if that line comes out. Yeah. Yes, sir. If Great I'm not call. mistaken, hasn't Davidson gone on a little run? Uh, uh they no, not they they've lost to St. Bonaventure once or twice. They played St. Bonaventure back to back about two weeks ago and they lost both. You know, I like Davidson. I like their point guard. Again, very three point shooting team. If they're shooting well, extremely tough. They run their sets extremely well. I mean, I've told, I've said it on the show. If they get down a little bit, scares me because they really run their set. I mean, that same Bonaventure game, they were down by like nine, ten points with like three minutes, and you would think it was a two point game. They're past. They, I mean, it's like Hoosiers when the coach said seven passes or pass the ball five times, and that's what they have to do. So, I like that team too. They can shoot the three well. You know, again, I think they're the three seed in this tournament. I think it's St. Bonaventure's VCU Davidson. Davidson, yep. And this. All right, Smitty, why don't you tell me a little about the, about the horizon since that's the other tournament. Do you have any feel on that one? Well, I mean, that's – that's. I would have said Wright State, Cleveland State. And with Wright State, again, losing what they did last night, I still really like Cleveland State. I think it's what Northern Kentucky – and Milwaukee, I mean, again, Milwaukee now plays Cleveland State. I think Cleveland State gets in the finals. They beat them. And I, I think overall, I think you're going to see Cleveland State win that tournament. I'll tell you, Cleveland State's a weird team. I mean, I've seen them blow teams out. And then I've seen them play teams that they should blow out. And they're either losing or wire to wire. I just can't get a read on their shooting. And I've watched a couple of games with theirs. And uh, it seems like they just kind of heave shots up, in my opinion. Like, I don't know how, how good they are outside of their conference. Smitty, my internet's on the fritz. Who does Cleveland State play tomorrow? That would be uh, Milwaukee. And who's the other game? But that is not tomorrow. Let me get oh, a date okay. on that. Sorry. That's one of the, I believe, I believe that's one of those weird. So it would be Oakland and Northern Kentucky in the other game, and then you'd have Cleveland State and Milwaukee. Um, so those are the four remaining, correct? That's the four remaining, yes. I'll tell you what. I watched a little of the Oakland game last night, and they uh, won me a little bit of money. They can get up and go. Uh, I take a quick look at them, man, because like you said, Cleveland State, do, do they really impress anybody? Wright State was a team to beat. I mean, all year, they were, that's all we heard about. Well, Cleveland I, not, State was second seed in that tournament. Not a bad team. I'm gonna take a little, a little, little flyer on the Oakland Grizzlies. I'm looking for that game. I believe it's on Saturday. 
it's one of those it's one of those that it's kind of spread out very much so it's making it actually kind of hard to follow well yeah i mean you kind of look at it and they come back they come back monday march 8th uh you have milwaukee against cleveland state that's an espn new game 630 and then you have northern kentucky against oakland that's an espn two game at um at 9 30 so that's a lot of these like you know and i was thinking i really like the tournaments when they go back to back you know games the atlantic 10 is doing that but the thing with the atlantic 10 so they open today they play tomorrow they play friday and i believe they play maybe saturday and then the championship game doesn't come back until like the 14th did you guys see the end of the the northern kentucky game last night i did not I think the dude for Northern Kentucky just had some money on a double double. He got four, three or four rebounds the last okay. possession in the last four seconds for the winning putback. It's like what he was like he was doing a James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I'm just going to bank this, bank this, bank this right to myself, and then pal, put it home. Well, I, love so, it. I saw it too with the Cleveland State game because you know I was just tracking it, and I mean it was crazy. I mean how they got that into triple OT. So again, I had it was minus three in a teaser. And it was minus, it was three points. And they were trying to inbounds. I believe they put like a seven foot three kid to guard the ball coming in for Cleveland State that never plays. And I mean, he was going crazy. He was jumping up and the guy was trying to run the baseline, threw the ball, hit the backboard, and it went to a Cleveland State guy. Luckily, he got fouled and he hit a free throw. So I won. That's how I won that. crazy that conference is crazy i mean those games last night i mean if you would have told me could you imagine if you would have thrown a live bet on milwaukee in that game you'd have crushed it yeah it had to have been over a thousand plus a thousand I mean, they were down 22 it was like seven minutes how do you blow a 22 point lead with seven that coach should be fired like what happened there <laughs> that uh that Again. alone though is the kind of action that I live for and cannot wait to be in Vegas in two weeks. I'm so jealous. I am so jealous you're going Can't out wait. there. Me too. Ugh. I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to live in spirit. I was supposed to be out there. Um, you know, Maybe we'll do a show out there with you. Um, you know, Smitty and I back here, I'll get together with Smitty and then maybe we can do the uh, third. What, Matty laying on a chair getting some sun at Circa? Yeah, I might just have to call in though. Hey, that's fine. I want to hear the crowd noise in the background. Oh, I'd, I'd love to do it, dude. I, here's my here's – my, I'll do it. This will be a little quick excerpt here. So my my days consist of – so, I mean, I go pretty hard when I'm out there. I'm going to – for my age, I'm going to toot my own horn. I still go pretty hard. I'll get in at 4. I will wake up at 7, take a shower, and wherever I'm staying, I go to any of the Harris properties because they use your player's card so they can track your bets. So if you lose your bet slit, in a drunken rage, they can still track it. You can still cash it. So I'll make my way over to O'Hara's property, stand in line, text you guys. I'll be writing stuff down. I'll have my notes from the night before, make my bets. And then I go to the Cosmo Sportsbook and I post up right on the bar, play video poker all morning until about noon after the first round is the first wave of games is over. And man, I am tuned up, have some delicious breakfast, Bloody Mary's, mimosas. And it, it's, I, I truly am a kid in a candy shop. That should be a crime for telling us all that great. I know, oh, that sounds so like a good, dude. great it's so time. Brutal. Great time. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm excited, you know, for the reason why I can't go. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll be out there next year. Smitty and I have already committed. 
so, you know, we'll, we'll join the fun. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll hold the fort down here. We'll do our thing like we do um, every year in Manassas and, and uh, you know, it'll be another good March Madness. So, um, so hopefully, we'll, me- hopefully we'll call them better than I am tonight. I'll tell you that. No kidding. All right. I, uh, so Joe and Artie post earlier today, um, kind of, you know, we're coming down to like day to day changes, right? You know, we got tournament play, we got end of season, uh, regular season play. Um, and a couple teams are playing today. So he's nailed in his, um, what he thinks are your top four seeds, your top two, top three, top four seeds. Then he has, and I'm assuming it's on the bubble, last four buys. Do you know what that means? He's got UConn, Rutgers, Georgia Tech, and VCU as last four buys. So that that would probably make them the basically the 11s and 10s, I would assume. Okay. Okay, because then he's got obviously last four in, uh, yeah. first four out, and then next four. So his last four in right now are Drake who was ranked almost all year, Seton Hall, Michigan State, and Xavier for his last four in. And then uh, his first four out are Boise State, St. Louis, Utah State, and Duke. So give me a feel for those eight teams. I think I think Drake's in trouble. You know, injury to one of their better players. I don't see – I think they have to win the tournament to be in. I don't I, – I think if they don't win the tournament, they're not going to be in. See, now I'm going to disagree. I think they're in alone because they might they they might hold the like second or third most wins in all of college basketball going into this. I don't think you can exclude them that on a crappy year this year and, and have a strike against them. I I think they're in. I'll tell you a team I'm actually worried about, and it's not so much their play; it's the play behind them. Xavier, yeah. I, I just. You know that obviously they were favored in a Georgetown game. Now Georgetown's starting to get in rhythm. Uh, they're starting to find themselves, you know, towards the latter half of the year. Um, so you know, props to them uh, for kind of figuring things out. Uh, but you look at like Duke right now and St. Louis as your first four out. Uh, you know, if they make a run, um, I think Xavier could be in trouble uh, for you know being a, a, a team in the tournament. To be honest, see, I think Duke's out. Right now, I think they're a team that has to make a big time run. Xavier, I agree with you though. I think they're in right now, and if they have a really piss poor showing in this uh, tour in their conference tourney, they're out. They're nit bound. But so, I, I mean, this could be silly to even say. I'd look at them to win the nit if they get in. Let me. Who Xavier? Yeah. Duke. Okay. Xavier. So let me ask you this: So if Duke makes a run in ACC. Other than Florida State, who would you say is going to stop them? You know, obviously they're not that great, but the ACC as a whole is down this year. So even though they're usually dominant, it almost makes them, in my opinion, leveled back, you know, maybe a little higher than what they are because the competition is so low this year. I have two. Um, So right now I'm looking at this, and Clemson they have as a four seed. That's a fraud. Well, they're they're they're, no, they're, they're not a force. They're, they're so boring. But I think <laughs> two teams that could it. actually knock Duke off pretty easily is your Virginia Tech squad for me, which is stock up, even though they have been just treading water and kind of moseying along. I really like them, and I actually am very proud of my squad, the Syracuse Orange, making their late March run with Coach Jimmy B. And uh, I'm looking at Jerry Palms. He has them first four out after today. I think they might go to first four in. 
Are you worried they don't play well um, outside of Syracuse? I am uh, uh, very worried. It seems um, to be I, a trend. Yes, it, it is. Um, they definitely play great in the Dome. It, it's probably one of the best home court advantages there is. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I am I am worried, but that th- uh, two three zone man still works. It yes, still it works. Does. Yeah, it did. It did a great job on UNC. I had Syracuse in a teaser. UNC, I just don't see anybody on that team that can shoot. Um, yeah, you know. I, then uh, one thing that really in that game, the one thing that stood out in my opinion with Syracuse, I could not believe how many offensive rebounds they were giving up to UNC in that game. Yeah, and that's UNC their, just luckily couldn't score. Couldn't that's, make their, shots. that's the accuser's biggest weakness is they don't have that big uh Windex glass eater guy. They're 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 still long and, and solid, but they don't have that guy who can just clean up mistakes. No, that's gonna be tough if they match up with somebody with a dominant big man yeah. uh, or just sheer size, which UNC is one of the bigger teams in college yeah. basketball statistically, so that just played against them. Um and I agree with Matt. I think Duke right now is not in. You know, I, I agree. About a week ago, Duke was making a nice run, but again, two straight losses. That was a bad. I mean, Georgia Tech about blew that last night. I mean, wow, wow. you talk about a team that they need as many wins as they can get to, and they had a big lead and they blew it, and that went to OT, and luckily they held on and won the game. But Duke, I believe, you know, I think they play UNC Saturday night. That's a big game. Got to get that. Got to get some momentum going into the tournament. They got to win some games. Yeah, I, I think they've gotten themselves in the conversation. Obviously, I mean, Joe Lenardi's uh, the goat of of all this, and and he's obviously felt that. I mean, three weeks from now, or three weeks ago, we're we're mentioning you know Duke is falling apart. You know, when we have Greg Peterson on, what is going on with that program? And now they're back into the conversation. So you know, kudos to that. They're obviously playing well, good. You know, team ball. Uh, without Jalen Johnson, um, it's a testament to Shashevsky, you know, to, to kind of keep the team competitive um, as bad as things are. But, you know, I do think, like I said, I think Xavier, um, if if Duke or St. Louis or Boise State kind of makes a run, I think they could be in trouble. Um, now, here's the next four out. And that, you know, it's kind of the anybody behind them you're really not talking about unless a team wins a um, uh, conference tourney bid. Uh, so he's got Indiana, SMU, Memphis, and Syracuse. So we've already talked about Syracuse. Uh, what do you guys think of Indiana and Memphis? I, I'm de- I'm higher on Memphis than I am Indiana. Uh, Indiana does absolutely nothing for me. I love their their star, and I don't know his name off the top of my head. He's going to be a good pro, but after him, I mean, they're they're just not consistent. And Michigan really exposed them the other day, even though Michigan did then just followed up with a bad loss. But yeah, I think it's a good loss for Michigan, you know, and we'll get back to Indiana, but I think it's a good reset, kind of bring you back down to earth. We'll be interesting to see what they do tomorrow night against Michigan State. Yeah. How they rebound in that game. Yeah. You know, that's a game. I think, again, Michigan, you know, I don't, they don't need it. I'm just saying you don't want to maybe lay two stinkers in a row. Uh, Michigan State again. That's a game they have to have. Yeah. Um, Who's to say they couldn't though? You know, I think Michigan State could go in there and win. I think oh, for it's sure. Home. I think it's yeah. a, is that it's at Michigan State, correct? Tomorrow, I believe it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Q too. I mean, it's sometimes a loss isn't bad. 
you know, it can kind of get you going, okay, well, we're not as good as maybe we thought we were. And now let's, let's regroup and uh, come back. And, uh, you know, I agree with you. I'm not impressed with Indiana. I, you know, I, I put them in a couple teasers and got them up and they still couldn't cover. They're very, they're just like you said, I, I agree with you, Matt. They have a really good player. I can't think of his name either off the top of my head, but I think it's Williams, but I'm not sure. Very good. Other than that, I agree. I just don't see where they can score points. I'll tell I you. Want to throw, go ahead, Smitty. Uh, just another Big Ten team that, you know, has has dropped three in a row, Ohio State. And for anybody saying they're still a number one seed over Illinois, I'm sorry. Oh. You're you're insane. I mean, there's yeah. no. And I'm a little concerned watching Ohio State. I don't see where some – they have a lot of guys that can really – knock down some shots. I think it's Washington, the guard, the point guard, one of the like main guards. He, he, you know, he can score. They have the big guy underneath, but man, the last couple games I've watched them, they can, they can stall on offense. And it looks like they look at each other. Like who's going to step up, who can make a shot. I want to bring up a a bigger picture here real quick. Um, So uh, Q, you obviously have the bracket probably in front of you. If you look at this, proposed bracket right now and you see these 710 matchups these 611 matchups even the uh 512 there's no way in hell when i am out there in vegas that i am not going to take these underdogs getting points against these ho-hum squads right now like colorado state who's playing extremely well if they played wisconsin and they're getting eight points Oh my God! I'd load up. I'd back the Brinks truck up. <laughs> mm, bad loss. Florida's getting ready to lose. Terrible loss. Gives up a layup with 0. 0.7 seconds. <laughs> hey, up to date. Hey, to good. Date you're action. retired though. You're retired, so that's good. Hey, I'm retired. Well, I need to retire after tonight with my performances. Uh, back to your point, Maddie. I just had to kind of give a uh, quick, quick score update there. Uh, yeah, I mean. So I don't have the bracket in front of me because you just, I I don't know. I feel like it's pretty um, inconsistent right now. So I I try not to look at it until the seeds are, you know, set. And then I dive really hard into them. Um, So he's got, okay. So I'll give you the four seeds and then we'll kind of, we'll kind of figure out who's the five seeds. So the four seeds, he's got Purdue, Texas, Oklahoma state and Florida state. Uh, I hate all those except Oklahoma state. I think I like Florida State, and I'll tell you why. Because it's going to put a chipper on their shoulder um, because they know, I, and I feel like they know that a 13 seed can beat them. Um, and that's a team you, I feel like if they get hot, they could beat anybody in the country. So I like them. I love Florida State. You know, I had Purdue last night, money line. Luckily, that freshman, the big boy underneath, uh, like the seven four guy saved the day last night, man. That was, was that an ugly game last night? That was that was brutal to watch. Those refs called everything in that game, yeah. and that was it. Was like bring the ball down, hand check, shooting free throws. I mean, I had to shut that game off because I couldn't even enjoy the game because there was no flow to the game at all. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, can I give another live update? If Digger Phelps doesn't come out of retirement and coaches Notre Dame team, this one doesn't have a shot. <laughs> it, Mike Bray's still there, isn't he? Yeah, he's still there. If uh, you don't bring back Lafonso Ellis, or uh, you know, I don't think it's happening tonight, boys. Oh, brutal. All right, uh, but yeah, back to your point, Maddie. Who do you think are the five seeds? So, oh man, it, Wisconsin's on on that line. Maybe UVA at a five or six. Yeah, and those are teams I'm gonna look to just crush. So Jerry Palm's bracket has Texas Tech, Purdue, uh, Creighton, and Virginia. So his matchup is Loyola Chicago versus Creighton. I would love to see that matchup because I would take that Loyola Chicago team all day against a banged up Creighton team. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, this is the same team, what, two, three years ago made a Final Four run? Yeah. And they said this team is better. Yeah, and they play really good defense and Creighton without their their main guy, man. Sign me up for the I'm gonna go I'm gonna go dog heavy. I'll tell you what, the first two days. Well, if you ever hammer if you the ever wanted to go dog heavy, this is the year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That was like I said, it's gotta be a strategy that people are gonna bang. So I hope the books aren't too tight and uh and keep everything like against the dogs. I hope they, they give us some good action so we we can hit the dogs. I would say if you're going to play for the first two rounds, play unders because I think, and I'll be curious to see where Vegas sets the line. The first two games, everybody's scared to shoot or have a, a quote unquote bad shot. Um, everybody's hyped up playing tight defense, especially like a Loyola Chicago, a UVA, um, of Virginia Tech who plays in your face. Like these teams, I think the games are going to be in the 50s and 60s. So if you can kind of knock out some early money, you know, give yourself a little bit uh, as you go deeper, I think that could be a play too. To, along I think with those offense. low scores play right into a dog to getting getting points. Oh, without a doubt. You yeah. tell me if you, at two minute at the two minute mark, like if Loyal Chicago's in a 56 52 game that they're not looking pretty. Yep. I like it. Totally agree, man. I, I love the way this bracket shapes up this year. Uh, I, these these five through ten seeds to me are just as bad as each other. I don't think there's any difference between Purdue and Wichita State, who's a five and a ten on this bracket I'm looking at. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll even go as far as this, and this is a little extreme, but I think anybody in your two through four, at least – with Joe Lenardi is very upsettable. I think this is a, again, it's a weird year. You know, you look for those two fourteens, um, who's three, a uh, three fourteen, like, or, you know, two fifteen, three fourteen, four thirteen as well. You know, I don't, I think you could go deeper other than a five twelve, maybe six ten. I mean, who's to say Houston can't lose or, you catch an Alabama team that couldn't hit, you know, a free throw, uh, you know, length shot for the game. I mean, if if a team can score two and Bama's not hitting their threes and you're just going two, four, six, eight on them, you just knocked a, a two seed out of the tournament in the second round. It, it could certainly happen. I mean, Kansas might be a three seed. Even though they're playing well right now, they've been they've been mediocre all year. Some He's got little, them as a three seed. Yeah, some little hot team can come in uh, like a uh, – Liberty right now, play them. Ooh, I'd not want to play them. That's right. 
Yeah. I, I can't wait. I'm super excited about this year. Better guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Let, let's just kind of uh, real quick, and then we'll kind of transition because, um, you know, I think we're kind of at the point where we got to just wait for these tournaments to start to really kind of vamp back up because, you know, his last last games for the uh, regular season are just kind of duds in my opinion. Um, who do you think let, – let's just run through the Power Five conferences. You know, who do you ultimately think is going to win ACC? Uh, it's t- I think it's hard without seeing a bracket yet. I, I like to see matchups and try to – that's why, I like, looking at the Atlantic 10, I like St. Louis just with the matchups. Uh, again, team going in, well, man, I don't know. I, I just – I'm not a big – I'm not a big fan of that conference at all. I, I, I think you have to – the con- for the conference, you actually have to lean Florida State. I would agree. Uh, I think yeah. that a clear cut in my opinion. I'm going to keep my eye on Virginia Tech, though, and I'll tell you one team I think that's going to bow out real quick is Clemson. Uh, Clemson's a fraud. I agree. I completely agree. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's go to a little tougher competition. Uh, yes. please, you know, uh, Big Ten, give me give me your, your what you think is your Big Ten final. I'm not necessarily saying winner. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it's pretty clear cut depending on how the bracketing is. I'm assuming your one is Michigan and two Illinois or vice versa. Yep. Um, I think it's theirs to lose. And I'll say, I don't think Ohio state is as good as they say. I think they're a very talented team and they could run, you know, minimum sweet 16, but we've seen when they play teams who have a solid big man, they're done. Any team that has, has had a decent big man, they just can't hang with them. I'll, I'm going to keep an eye on one, one uh, team in the big 10. That's a little, Further down, though, Maryland right now is playing really well. If they can stay hot, I could see them knocking off somebody in a really, really tight game. But I'd agree with you. I'd lean. This is going to be a, a return matchup of Illinois-Michigan. I like Iowa. You think Iowa gets hot? Well, I mean, you know, who was it today? I think it was, uh, what's his name, Jeff Goodman or Goot uh, from What's yeah. his name? I think he was talking about a team that could, <coughs> excuse me, get knocked out in the tournament. The main tournament really is Iowa. And he said, not shooting well. And I said, man, not shooting well. I watched him against uh, Ohio State Sunday, and man, they shot pretty well. What I watched, um, you know, the thing I like about Iowa is, you know, sometimes their defense can go a little asleep. But I love, you know, again, the big guy underneath, their guards. They have so many guys. The thing about them, they have – Two guys that play shooting 40% from three-point land. One guy's in the 50s, and then three other guys in the 30s that get minutes. The problem like with that Ohio State game was anytime they were trying to double-team Garza, he just kicks it out, and there's a wide-open guy, and they make a three-pointer. You can't they, – they're the team that if you try to overplay situations or players or double-team players, they're going to burn you. So to take a flyer on somebody, I would take a flyer with Iowa. Now, I know it's like a three seed or they're going to be like at the three. I still, I think Iowa can win the Big Ten tournament. And I think Iowa can go pretty far in the NCAA tournament. Wieskamp can stroke the three. So it's, it's a great point. I mean, you know Garza's going to get his, period. It, it, it's it's the other dudes who are, who are crushing the threes. I mean, Wieskamp and Bohannon both have 60 made threes on the year. They, they can really fire it up. 
I think we saw the recipe to beat them. Um, obviously, Hunter Dickinson, you know, played really well, uh, lights out defense against Luca Garza. But like you said, it, I think I'm not going to say it was a fluke, but not every team has a Hunter Dickinson. No. Um, so he's going to get his up until he faces like a Kofi Coburn, a Hunter Dickinson, a big guy like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the recipe is to have size on the wings. And that seems to give them a little trouble because Michigan has size, obviously down low, but they have size, you know, out at the top of the key in the corners, like where these guys were wanting to, you know, catch and shoot. They had a six, seven guy right in their face, not allowing them. So I think a team with size could really upset their shooting. Um, and, and if, if they're hitting them, they're hitting them. But if you can disrupt them and, and get in their face and, uh, make it our form. They're pretty uh, susceptible to a loss. And Q, it's like we said on the phone when we talked, uh, I think it was last week. And, you know, I agree with Matt, everything about the tournament, how this is the year, like a 12, you know, could just upset or like, you know, even a 13. There's so many upsets, but we said all the time, it's wide open because any team can have an off night. Yeah. And I mean, that's always been the case, but like, would you have, so if you went in tonight and said Michigan is going to play Illinois, top player for Illinois is not playing, and they're going to just destroy Michigan, you would have laughed. I mean, I would have just said, yeah, you're crazy. Like, it's not happening. And Michigan's usually a pretty good defensive team. They couldn't stop them last night. I mean, they look like they were completely lost and had no idea what's happening. Look at Villanova on Sunday when they lost to Butler. Now, I know Butler's a little different at home, but Villanova could not shoot the three. They were two of something, I believe, from three-point land. It, that's, it's just going to be, again, anybody can beat anybody any night, I think. And it's going to just take it from the conference tournaments into the main tournament here. Yeah, yeah I have update. Notre Dame down 17. Oh, there. I had it. I had to switch. I, I can rich that, rip that ticket up. I, about, I, I wanted to throw my remote through the television, so I had to shut it off. I will give you a live update on a team that uh, Smitty's brought up pretty regularly over the last two or three weeks. Yep, Oregon, where State, you're going. Oregon State, 67, Utah, 65, late. Yeah, the, you know, the thing with Oregon State, I watched a lot of that early. Uh, you know, they have Thomas, the one guard. Their other guard's really good. I like the coach. He came from Montana. His boy, his son was there last year. Um, you know, was the one was the big-time player, big-time scorer. I really like this Oregon State, and I think that's a crazy tournament to keep an eye on is that Pac-12. You know, a lot of people like Oregon. Oregon does have a, a lot of talent. USC, we've talked about, great bigs. Sometimes the guards aren't the greatest. UCLA, it's a big game tonight with UCLA. They play Oregon tonight. I want to see how UCLA plays in this game. Uh, tonight against Oregon, but that's, uh, and uh, my team, I'll give you a flyer in that. And I, you know, I don't know where the brackets, I don't even know what the seeds are. I, I'm going to take Colorado in that. Uh, yeah. I mean, Colorado plays really well. I mean, obviously they play really well at home, but you know, they've held their own on the road. I don't know where the PAC 12 plays their tournaments. Vegas. Uh, yeah. Okay. They go to Vegas. Yeah. All right. That's definitely, I mean, for cheap money, you might as well. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how we've talked about. I mean, I think if you're going to do a future into the conferences or, you know, you take a flyer on somebody and, you know, that's what I said with St. Louis. I think Colorado is a good one. You know, the Big East, again, 
I think the Big East could be wide open too. I And I'm not trying to sound like a homer again. I would not want to play Georgetown. Georgetown, I could see knock someone off. I mean, I don't think Georgetown's going to go very far, but would I be shocked if Georgetown pulls an upset on somebody and knocks them out of the tournament? Not at all. I think, and I bashed Patrick Ewing early in the year. I think he's done an unbelievable job there. They have an unbelievable re- re- uh, recruiting class coming in. The point guard, the freshman's playing unbelievable. Wahab underneath is going to be a junior next year. I Good things, I think, are coming their way. Well, we've, Smitty, we've talked about this, you know, over the last two years. So Pat Ewing, obviously known as one of the most legendary NBA defensive players. Um, and since up until this recent stretch, they have not even been able to spell the word defense um, in upper Northwest DC. And and it finally seems like they're playing defense. And that's what we've been saying is when you have a guy who's one of the best to ever do it, you would think that his teams would be the best you know, on the court defensively. And then you would say, okay, well, maybe their shooting performance isn't that well. But, uh, I mean, they've been able to shoot the ball. They've scored points every year he's been there. They just couldn't stop anybody. Yep. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, they're scary. They're starting to put it together defensively, and that's what they were missing. Um, and they're bringing in, you know, a good class. So- yeah. And, again, I mean, I, that's that's a that's a tough one because, again, you know, you think of Nova or Crane that's playing tonight – I agree with Matt. You know, I know Matt had a t- like a ticket on Xavier. I know Xavier's not playing well. Could Xavier get hot at the right time? You know, St. John's has a lot of talent. Could St. John's make a run in that possibility? Um, you know, sometimes Providence. I, you know, it's wide. That's a weird. That's a weird one to really sit back and go, who could make a run in that? I think again, that could be kind of chalky. With will Villanova get it together? But. I don't know. I would just not be shocked if Georgetown pulls an upset on somebody in that tournament. All right, let's kind of transition to the SEC. Which, which you know what that means? They'll probably lose to DePaul in that like first <laughs> round game. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Let's, let's uh, I love it. <laughs> let's transfer to the SEC. Kind of give me who your uh, your favorites are to win that. Man, I think th- I think the SEC is still really I mean, undervalued in in bigger picture. I really like this Arkansas squad right now. And they actually have, then to me, they have that next tier. And they have all these teams like Florida, Tennessee, who and Missouri, who are like all year they've been in or around the top 25. But then they just struggle along and plod along and they can't get over the hump. This to me, though, is a is a conference where you got to take one of those plotting teams to come out. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think their tournament ends is one of the last ones to end. Them I think and the it Big ends Ten. on uh, Selection Sunday usually. Yes. Them and the Big Ten, I think, are like the two last ones. So I would actually look at Arkansas as maybe the favorite, but then I'm going to take it like a, a flyer on your your Florida team or even Tennessee to hopefully get hot and then make a – Make a late run into the and big big tourney and get like a three or a four seed. So, yeah, it's it's one. Uh, I think Arkansas is one. I think Alabama's two. Um, I think Florida's three. And you know, not to homer it, but so they obviously they just lost tonight, seventy-two to seventy. But they had fifteen turnovers in the first half. If they could just eliminate the turnovers, they're a scary team. They actually lead the conference in three-point shooting. 
regular field goal percentage and free throws. The last team to ever do that in SEC uh, was the 06 National Championship Gators with Joakim Noah, Al Horford, Torian Green, all those guys. Um, so they shoot the ball really well, um, but their turnovers are costly. Here's two teams that I would be afraid to play, and Ole Miss because they play really good defense. Yeah. Um, now they're 14 and 10. They've you know they've had some bad losses. They've had some good wins. They've been up and down, but they play very gritty defense. And if they get hot, um, you know, if they get a, a guy who you know gets the hot hand, they could he could certainly you know run them through there. Um, again, like Smitty says, if Alabama is off for one night, that's a you know they're beatable. Um, and I know I'm gonna. I don't know where the seating is because I don't have it in front of me, but a team that would scare me is Kentucky. And the only reason I say this is because we've seen they can run. We, they do play decent defense. And the SEC is so wide open, in my opinion. We've had under 500 teams win the, the conference tournament. I mean, Georgia did it a few years ago. They were like 13 and 16. So for Cal Perry, who's got a lot of experience, a, a national title champion, just don't count Kentucky out if they make a seed there. Yeah, I agree with you with Arkansas. You know, I've talked about them on the show. They're only playing well at home, and they've really turned the corner, scoring a lot of points, playing extremely well. I still like Alabama as the best team in that conference. I think Arkansas is right there. Again, to take a flyer, you know, I said to Q before, I'm not a big Florida fan. I think they have potential to win a tournament. Again, they were right there again tonight. It just seems like they mess up at times. They get in their own way. Yeah, they kind of do. But I still think that's a team that could get it together and win. And you could, you know, again, to take a flyer on somebody. Tennessee, I, you know, I brought them up about that future national championship pizza money. And that was at the beginning of the year. I just can't see. They just don't seem like they can score any points. They look mentally done, too. Yeah, and I, I like I like your old Miss. Old Miss, I love the point guard. I think he's a tough kid. Yep, that's what I, I was like- going to touch on, Smitty. Um, so last night, I'm not sure who the announcers were, but they gave, they talked that kid up a ton and basically said he's like the most respected kid on that team. So as he goes, that whole squad goes. And that's a, it's a great vote. Like they're they're going to be like probably the sixth seed, maybe the seventh seed down there. Is that Schooler? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's, stud. Yeah. He's really, he's not like, oh, he's not overly athletic. He's just solid all around. And I guess his teammates just will die for him. Now, I, I do see a really fool's gold team in the SEC. I think that's LSU. You know, the, here's the thing. I, they score, right? They're one of the best yeah. teams in the country. They can score, before, but they yep. can't, it's, it's, they can't stop anybody, and that's what. That's right. If you can't make any stop, I mean, I think you're wasting your money on them. Um, yeah, I agree. And and I just don't think in the college game you can. This isn't the NBA where you can put up 140 points and come out with a win. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they put up 102 a couple times this year, but like, are you going to do that every game in SEC and then do that in a tournament? No, of course not. You need to be able to win those games that are in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. and 80s. That could be a great conference cue to keep an eye on on some over-unders. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you know, you get like Georgia and somebody playing Georgia, South Carolina can't stop anybody. Yeah. They can then they have games they score. Arkansas, you know, last night I think threw a hundred on or 99. And, you know, that's one to keep an eye on some uh, over unders. You just got to not be uh, not be scared if you see a, like a 160, 162. I mean, roll it because they're going to be up in that 80s. You know, the one again, you know, we talked the big the big 12. You know, that game yesterday, I don't know, I I threw out, I gave out West Virginia. Man, did they blow that. I mean, I should have won that game. But, man, I, that's going to be a great tournament. West Virginia, Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma State, uh, Texas Tech. That one might be overall. I know the big, you know, we said the Big Ten is maybe the best conference. That might be the best Tournament to watch. I, I think. think Big Twelve's deeper than the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Q. I I think the Big Twelve just gets a slight nod. Yeah, I think you know. Seems like man, Okie State's playing really well. We've talked awesome. about we've talked about Oklahoma all year. You know they're they've lost two in a row to them. You know, um, you know Baylor, Baylor. You know the thing with that Baylor, Baylor got out really quick yesterday. And then I even said to myself, you know, they haven't really been playing or wonder if their legs will go out. Then it seemed like their legs went out a little bit. And I'll give them a lot of credit because I thought West Virginia was going to, when they took over that game and got up by about six, I was like, okay, they're going to beat them by like 10. And Baylor came back and showed the toughness, why they're, why they deserve to be where they're at. Now they play again tomorrow against, oh my goodness, I just had it and I lost it. They have a game tomorrow and then a game on Saturday, and it's against really good competition. Um, I'm going to look right now. I can't, man. I had it, and I just lost it. Getting too late in the evening for me. Um, but their team, I mean, I just think that's going to be a great tournament. I really they play do. Oklahoma State tomorrow, 7 o'clock. That's a huge game. Yes, Oklahoma State. And then I oh. believe... Then they then they play somebody really tough again over the weekend. I mean, it was three really tough games in a row. I think they play West Virginia again potentially. Your your semifinals will be like top fifteen matchups. Yeah, Oklahoma State is getting eleven and a half points tomorrow. I'm I'm going to try to see if I can find that bet right now. That's a lot. That's a ton. One side they, I, they are one side they are I pull off it. of they had. They had it bad. I mean, they had Baylor like 82-67 in that game. Smitty, your boys won. Oregon State, 75-70. And there's a team under. I gave uh, Utah 70 and a half. That's a, that's a winner. That's a winner. That's a winner. I don't know how, but that's a winner, and I'll take it. Yeah, I love. Uh, listen, I love that Oregon State team. That might be a new T-shirt. I might have to get a little Oregon State uh, T-shirt. Uh, the Beavs. I mean, if they listen, if somebody's an Oregon State fan or somebody can get in contact with the university and their basketball program, I have been bragging you for weeks. Give me some shout out out in Oregon. I love that team. I hope they make make a deep run. I'm here. I'm switching. Here's my Pac-12. It's not Colorado. It's Oregon State. Take oh, it. Smitty. Uh, <laughs> who gets a T-shirt from the university first? You to Oregon State or me from a Bellarmine? I I, uh, I I have to give you a little bit of credit. You've been on them a little bit longer than I've been on Oregon State. So I, yeah, I they got boat race last night by Liberty, though. <laughs> Liberty's tough. Liberty's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it's – um, but, you know, the thing with Baylor, 
I, I just back to finish that. I was very impressed. And again, you know, right now, if I had to give my number one seeds again, I think it's Gonzaga Baylor. I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold Michigan at three just because of that performance. And again, Illinois has to be the fourth number one seed right now. Right now. I agree. I hate to say it. And this is, I'm probably unjustified in saying this, uh, but it makes sense in my head. So I'm just going to say it. Um, I personally think a one-loss Baylor team is a better number one overall seed than Gonzaga. And I say that because the the day in and day out regular season grind, they're playing top 10, top five, top 15 teams. Gonzaga hasn't played anybody remotely decent since November. And we're starting to see they're falling asleep. And look, I know they obviously schedule who they do and they beat – the teams that they're scheduled to play with within respect. And, and that's it, not at fault, but at those players, but I just think Baylor should be the number one overall seed over Gonzaga, because I feel like Baylor has proven themselves time and time again on Saturdays. And then Smitty's sitting there taking a plus 40 and a half on a Pacific for Gonzaga. Um, I just, I don't know. I, it, it, it makes sense in my head. I think Baylor should be the overall one seed. I think Gonzaga two, uh, Michigan three, and then Illinois four. Q, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. That's a great point. What if, okay, is there any chance Baylor can lose a number one seat? You know, I thought I of that. So. That's that's so funny because I thought of that because they, you know, they, they lost to Kansas. And then I said, well, they have a th- really th- a hard three games here. And if they would go maybe 0-3 in those, then you consider it. What they did though the other night, and to beat West Virginia, I, you know, I I, I say no because I just don't know who you would slide in there. Like we'll say, okay, obviously, one Gonzaga, either your two is going to be Illinois or Michigan. I don't know. What if what if Florida State goes on to win out, win the ACC? And then you have Baylor who drops a game to Oklahoma State, another game, and then the first conference tourney game, they go and lose. I mean, I think if they go 0-3, then you could justify that uh, realistically. Are they going to go 0-3? No. I mean, I could see them losing and not winning the Big 12 title. Um, and then I still think at that point you keep – you know they don't even have to win. I mean, let's just say West Virginia wins it. Um, I still think they're a top four seed, top number one, you know, for what well, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they play Oklahoma State, then they got Texas Tech, and then the, the conference tournament will start up. Yeah, I mean, I think at worst they'll go one and one on that stretch. I mean. Just playing a little devil's advocate. Well, I, I, I think it was a great point. I just, again, I just think. You know, if they do run the table, I feel like they're the better team. I think here's my take on our on our top four squads. I think as of right now, though, it's um, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois. But my prediction would be two of those might not be in as a number one seed when we're done by Selection Sunday. Hmm. I think I would say maybe one, and I think it's. If you see like an Illinois Michigan matchup, it's going to be one of those teams that bounce out. 
if if that's the case, yeah, you're absolutely right. If if they play each other, one of those two are a lock, probably. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think right. if they if they I think if they get in the championship game, they're both going to be a number one. I think it's a lock. Both, you know, the only thing if one of, like if I would say if Illinois can will get knocked out in the tournament and Ohio State makes a run, then Ohio State could get back into that. Yep, I think the ACC winner if it's. Um... Florida State has a chance at a one, and then I think Bama and Arkansas, scarily enough, if they roll through the a- or the SEC, could could sneak into that last one spot as well. Mm, I don't. I, know. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't yeah. think they have. A, I think they're. I think they'd be a solid, maybe a two. I think you could see them improve their number two seed. Like I think Arkansas is listed as the worst two seed. I think they could climb up to the best. I and I just saw, I just saw the bracket. They just flashed Cause I'm watching the Villanova game. They flashed the big, big East tournament. I thought I said, Georgetown would lose to DePaul. No, they would lose to Butler. That's who right now the matchup is. And if you want to, if looking at the bracket, my team, I would take a shot at is Connecticut. To win yeah, the East tournament. They're hot. And again, it's like a three seed. It's nothing crazy. But looking at the bracket, if you want to go a little bit different than Villanova, I would maybe throw some pizza money on UConn winning the Big East tournament. Real quick with UConn, and then we'll kind of transition to NFL. D- just this season, does remember that team that Kemba, they were like an eight or nine seed, and they go and they win. They get hot, they win the Big East, and they win a the national title. Does James Booknight not kind of make that eerily familiar? Yeah, and he, and he might be – a bigger he's I'm definitely bigger. better yeah not a not a better version of Kemba but a bigger version of Kemba which makes him uh, probably a little even harder to guard yeah I would agree I just get that weird like eerie feeling that you know maybe they could make a run and this is kind of like Kemba 2.0 be fun to watch yes sir all right let's transition um that's kind of enough college basketball I think uh we'll do 15 20 minutes of NFL and then obviously Saturday quick hits will be all college basketball but uh, let's just talk about you know a few acquisitions. Uh, so obviously JJ Watt signs a two-year, thirty-one million dollar contract um, at a free agency with Arizona, and he joins uh, his former Texan there, um, Hopkins. What do you guys think of that? I'm glad. A- I'm glad he went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm glad. I'm glad my team did not make a play for him, and I'm so glad that I can finally hear these Pittsburghians are shut up about how awesome it would be to have him here because it made zero sense. And if you're going to pay that dude that much money, then you need to fire your whole GM team. Yeah, the Steelers. Steelers could have never afforded him on that contract. No, they would not even close. They'd have to cut to it. They'd have to cut. Uh, they'd have to cut four guys. Well, I'd even heard. I mean, a lot of a lot of execs were like, it, uh, the Cardinals were crazy to pay him, you know, fifteen and a half million a year. I don't see it. And I thought Matt Matt on Twitter was making great comments to people. I'm just not an Arizona fan. Murray, I'm not a high on Murray as a quarterback. I think he, I think he throws little like real quick throws. He'll pad his stats. He'll run. I don't think that guy's ever taking you to the promised land. And I know some people love him. And our, one of our buddies, me and him, go after each other all the time in the season on him. 
and we have a good laugh about it. I just, I, good luck, Arizona. I, I don't Here's, think it's happening. I'm going to sum it up. So uh, Twitter, I got a little beef with a guy on Twitter. He goes, if the Cardinals had a few breaks their way, they would have been a playoff team. And I said, yo, bro, every team could say, if a team, if they had a few breaks, they'd be a playoff team. I mean, look at the NFC East, Dallas. If they caught a few breaks, they're a playoff team. Philly, every team in there, if they caught a few breaks, is going to make the playoffs. They actually are losing Larry Fitz. Peterson's getting older. Chandler Jones is 31, probably going to be 32 by season start. JJ's 32. They have no offensive line. They still haven't found a running back. I'm sorry, that that team to me is third. Maybe, maybe still fourth best out there in the West. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I and you can say, like you said, every team. Hey, if the Steelers didn't lose Bush at linebacker, yeah, and Dupree at linebacker, maybe the Steelers would have made a deeper run. I was, I was tempted to tell the guy, hey, bro, uh, they also shouldn't have won a game on a hail mary. That was, uh, they should probably have one more loss. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that team. I don't see – I mean, people are bragging that up like at, he's going to go out there and dominate. Okay. I mean, hey, listen, we're opinionated. I know I'm very opinionated. I'm right a lot of the times. Sometimes I'm not. Um, good luck. You know what was great? Two people that listened to the show wrote uh, contacted me from last week, Nails, when and you did the show, and about our offensive line with the Steelers, and they said – you are so absolutely correct what you're saying about not drafting a running back in the first round and you have to drive. And the one, and the one guy, again, knows offensive line very well and said, if you don't have that, it doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. I'm like, and the other guy made a great comment. He goes, it's like having a Porsche. If you can't, if the garage door doesn't open and you can put it in the garage. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pointless. It just, it's pointless. Like your car is going to get all like, it makes no sense. And the same thing, like to bring a guy that's, that's been injury prone for that amount of money on a team that again, I just don't, are they one guy away of winning the Super Bowl? No, no, not at all. I think, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl window is officially shut. I meant, I, well, I meant what I meant what with Arizona. Oh, but again, I, I agree with you with the Steelers too. I mean, I, again, I think the Steelers should go completely in rebuild mode, and anybody that thinks they they can hang on and make a run next year, uh, good luck. I mean, again, I love the Steelers, and I'll be cheering them on, and I hope they play well, but you're crazy. I'd rather see them completely go in rebuild mode and start start over. The quicker you do it, the quicker you can recover. The only ring J.J. Watt's getting is the ring doorbell. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he makes them better. I mean, you guys kind of took took every point that I had uh, right out of my mouth. So um, let's – well, okay, so obviously we'll, we'll stick in uh, Pittsburgh real quick. Uh, JJ, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, is, for all intents and purposes, is going to be um, not re-signed. Uh, do you Good. Guys, good. Where do you guys think out? Good. Bye. Where do you uh, think yeah. Can I say about Juju and I've been saying, and I loved him at USC. I loved when they drafted him. The guy plays hard. I'm not saying he doesn't play hard. He has too many antics that I just get over with. And I understand some people have defended it and said, this is his, you know, he has a job. He's trying to have fun. And does he do great things? Yes, he does. He gives money to foundations. And hey, listen, the, the, the kid doesn't get in trouble. 
all that. My thing is, have you ever really seen him make when the game's on the line make that catch? I haven't. No. no. And he's not a game. He's not a game changer. And no. he doesn't stretch the field. The only you saw when Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, his major like big giant games went away. And that was because Antonio Brown could stretch the field. And then he had, you just don't see that anymore. He's not the greatest route runner on the team. Deontay Johnson's the best route runner on the team. And so let somebody overpay for him. And that's fine. And the Steelers, what they always do is they draft, they'll draft a wide receiver in round two or round three, and they'll be good. That's what they do. That's what they did with uh, Claypool. So they, they can find him, certainly. Uh, I think you so said you, you said you think you're taking like a decent guess of where he goes. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to give two out. And this is basically just dealing with cap space alone. Somebody's going to overpay for him. And he, he does give a, a, like a, not a, a name or a face to your franchise, but he gives you a little glitz. And that's because of his antics. I actually won't be shocked to see him stay in the division. And see him go to the Bengals because they're going to be done with AJ Green. Yeah. And then the, the other long shot, it's not a long shot, but it, there's no way this team does it. But they are starved for talent right now. It's the Patriots. They're just starved. It, but there's no way Bill Belichick is going to bring that, that guy on. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you my take. And I, I think Miami is going to make a push for him. Um, I think whether they stick in, you know, we'll segue into that team um so i won't mention it um but whether they stick with tua or they go and they you know trade for russell wilson or they go trade for deshaun watson if he ever you know if the texans ever finally realize they need to get something instead of losing them they want to surround whoever their quarterback is next year with with talent because Devontae parker's too injury prone i mean they have a decent tight end um who can go up and catch the ball. Uh, but those guys are injuries. I mean, if, if you're going to go with Tua, you got to give him the weapons. Um, and same thing with Deshaun. If Deshaun comes there or Russell Wilson, like your defense is so good right now. This is kind of your, your, your moment or your time. And you don't want to miss that window. Um, so that's kind of where I think he might end up. You know where I think he might end up and nails is not going to be happy because there's been a lot of talk down here is Washington. Washington. I'll cry. So I'll tell you, actually, the names that I've heard is more of for Washington, like Kenny Galladay or um, Curtis Samuels. They've uh, talked about him. I've heard Juju. I, those two have been more, I agree with you, Q, that that's been more of a conversation. And I like the Samuels. I, I Curtis, you know, he's really, really good. Um, I've even heard Allen Robinson. I heard they could go after him. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that, I mean, this draft this year, I mean, we're talking about the NCAA tournament. I think this draft, this NFL draft is going to be crazy. Amen, uh, Smitty. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and you know, it was funny, the junkies today. So they were, again, I, I can't remember which one was saying today about Deshaun Watson. And they were just, I would give this guy, I'd give this first round, this first round, I'd give McLaurin up. And I'm like, and Bish made a great comment. He goes, so if you trade all that and you give all that and you give your best wide receiver, who's he throwing the ball to? 
Yeah, when, the, when, the, when Washington has four wins next year, he's going to go, why did I, well, you know, that's never going to happen. Deshaun Watson is not going to be in, he is not going to be in DC here quarterbacking. CQ, here's, here's my take on, I, I like the Miami call. I do, but I think they are absolutely building a perfect team through the draft. I think they're going to draft a wide receiver. I mean, they have two first rounders, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So one of their picks is going to be a wide receiver and they still like that Preston Williams and they have Jakeem Grant in the slot. So they're, they're not devout of town. They're just devout of a name, which makes your juju uh, thought there really, really good. I, I just see them maybe going Jamar Chase early. God, I hope they get him over Devontae Smith. I think Chase is going to steal the show. And then uh, Miami has a, a great defense. Let's get another low line and protect Tua. And, and see, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to make the big splash with with Watson or another QB. I could I have, be completely wrong. I, I agree. I think Miami's doing it absolutely correct. Yeah, I, I do I too. 100% agree. Stay there. Pick some guys. You had a good team last year. Keep building. Don't overblow it for one player. I don't care if it's a quarterback. I really don't. And again, Tua, you know, he he wasn't flashy yet, but you got to, you know, here's the thing. And I said, maybe he's not the guy, but how do you know? He, he, how many games did he play? If that's the problem anymore, nobody wants to let these guys have a year under their belt or two years. It's real quick. Nope. He doesn't look like the answer. Now we need this superstar. Now we got to go get somebody else. I mean, give him a full year. If Tua plays next year with all that, if they build this talent around him and he doesn't look good, then I think Miami can go, okay, I don't think he's our guy. We better go in a different direction. But I don't think he, he's been on the field enough for Miami to completely say that he's not the guy. Look, I, I think two is going to be successful, and, and I'll keep it short. I, when you watched him and you watched Fitzpatrick play, they could play in the same game, and it looked like you were watching two different games from a play call standpoint. Um Everything I read, Tua really understood the playbook. It just didn't seem like they were opening it up. I don't know if they were just, you know, trying to get him comfortable or what, but obviously Fitzpatrick could throw the deep ball and he did it whenever he wanted, but then it seemed like everything was dink and dunk for Tua. And Tua looked a little frustrated with the play calls as well. Um, So I don't think the playbook was really opened up for him, and I think this year they will. And people also forget, I mean, he came off of, you know, a – 98% 98% career ending injury for, you know, and he's back playing in the NFL uh, with that hip injury. So, you know, people forget that he was just one year removed from that. Um, and he even said, he's like, I don't, I don't know if I was a hundred percent. I feel better now than I did three weeks ago. And he, he said he just continued to start feeling better. So where he thought he was a hundred, he really wasn't. Um, so I think you got to factor that in too. Um, but to segue into the Dolphins, uh, what's your thoughts on Kyle Van Oy? Signs a four-year, $51 million contract for them, and then they cut him after one year. Um, that just kind of hints that they're looking to spend a little big money at some somewhere, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't, know what to, I don't really know what to say. I'll let Matt tell I mean, it was just – I saw it, and he signs the deal, and then they cut – like, they, now they're going to – but I heard there's going to be there's going to be a lot of guys like that there, I mean, some of these teams are so far above the cap that there's going to be people that sometimes you're like, oh, we can't lose this guy, but you're going to have to maybe cut him to try to save some money. 
So here, here, my take on that is going to be pretty simple. I think they're going to make the kind of a splash in the draft. What I think they should do, even though I'm not a personal fan of him, if they cut Van Noy, you draft Micah Parsons with your first pick, and then you take the best wide receiver on the board with your second, and you hit two needs. Done and done. Don't don't get crazy. Don't don't shoot off the cuff and take some quarterback there with your second pick just because. Stick to the board. Take best available. I like that, and actually, I've seen a mock draft with that. Uh, I, the other mock draft I've seen, you know, I've seen Jamar Chase. Uh, I've seen them sticking with Penny Sewell at number three. See, I for I really like what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing, and I hope Penny Sewell falls to five because I want to see Joe Burrow succeed. I think he's off to a rough start with injuries, and I don't want to see that for the kid. I think he's really, really freaking good. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I liked what you said about Miami there. I, I agree. I think Parsons there out of Penn State, and then whoever the best wide receiver there is, take him. I I really like that. I think that's a great idea for what Miami should do. And I, I agree with you, too, with the Oregon offensive line guy. I'd like to see him um, go to Cincinnati. And, you know, I, you hate to – you know, Cincinnati's in the Steeler division, and I don't want Cincinnati to be better than Pittsburgh, but you don't want to see a young talent like Joe Burrow go down and maybe his career be short. So hopefully, you know, they can protect him, and it just, again, goes back to offensive line. You need offensive line. Pittsburgh people, have you? can you listen to me again? Draft offensive line. Where um, – two things. The two biggest guys in free agent right now are Dak Prescott and Aaron Jones. So give me those two guys right now. Where do you think they end up? I think they stay pat. I think they're both going to get the tag. Uh, now, one uh, out of the two, I think uh, Prescott could get tagged and traded. But I think Jones is locked in at Green Bay for one more year. See, I'm opposite. I think Dak would stay, and I think Jones could go because they have uh, that running back – and I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name, but he played for Boston College, uh, Aaron Dillon. Uh, Dillon. Yeah. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Yeah. Dillon. I think they could just let him walk. I mean, they've they've not really kept any running backs in Green Bay, not to say any of them have been great, but I just feel like they don't really care about a run game. Uh, I want, You're not going to get much argument from me. I, As much as I don't want to admit it, I think Dallas is the ultimate – wild card in this quarterback roulette that's going on with the sign and trade or uh, the uh, franchise tag and trade. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely interesting that Russell Wilson came out and said, Hey, I don't want to be traded. Smitty brought up last week, but I wouldn't mind going to Dallas either. That's right. Uh, I think they're, 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 that smoke has, has some fire under it. I agree. Now I don't know what that trade includes. I think God only knows what those guys <laughs> with, with Jerry at the helm. I mean, is that a one-for-one swap? Probably not. Uh, that's, that's tough. I mean, both are solid players. I mean, Dak's good at the end of the day. He's not a bad quarterback. No. I don't know. That's a weird one. But, no, I agree. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and I think they are the blockbuster wild card in that. And the Cowboys actually have some cap space, which is now Dallas really needs O-line. So if they lose draft picks in this in any way, shape, or form, that's going to hurt because uh, Tyron Smith's old. Uh, Travis Frederick, I think, is – I don't think he's playing. They need defensive backs as well. Yeah, they have a lot of holes, but they still have some cap spaces they can work with. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely uh, think that they're going to be making some moves, um, you know, come draft day or come a couple days before the draft. Um, that's kind of all I got, boys. I don't, I don't really. One have thing I want to bring up because I'm watching uh, the Villanova game. Major news out of this one, which they're laying the hammer on Creighton right now. Uh, they're up 16, but uh, Colin Gillespie uh, hurt his knee. Not good. And really went down hard, really limped off. That is to keep an eye on for the Big East tournament for sure. And maybe going in to see, because I'll tell you, he's not their point guard in the Big East tournament or the NCAA tournament. Mm, that's a major loss because that guy's their true leader there um, being the point guard. He's everything. Did he go down tonight? Yeah, he just went down a little bit ago. Yep. I was I was actually scoreboard watching and I totally missed he, it. I, I glanced up. He went down like a ton of bricks and really limped off and they were looking at his knee. And he's back in the locker room right now. So Not that's good. that's something to really keep an eye on late tonight into tomorrow to see what that is and then keep an eye on uh like we said, UConn to win the Big East tournament. Great yep. call. All right, boys, I'll let you decide. We can either end the show or we can talk SEC baseball. Your <laughs> hey, I watched some good. I, I sent it to Q. You know, again, it's SEC dominates uh, college baseball, but I did watch the Pitt Panthers go down to Florida State and knock Florida State off three games set. So great job, uh, Pitt Panthers. Uh, and uh, uh, Rob Garvey, if he's still listening, we had him on tell a great story about Mike Mamola. That's where he played college. So good job, uh, Pitt Panthers. Matty, I got nothing else to you. I'm good. I'm good, buddy. Great, great wrap for tonight. All right. We will see you guys Saturday for our Saturday quick hits. Um, You know, we're kind of coming to a close on those. Um, So let's, uh, as the season goes, let's just keep firing and let's give out some winners. It's what we do with Chuck Person does. We shoot, shoot, shoot. (laughs) All right, boys. All right, boys. Saturday. See you then. See ya.